Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Reed. I'm Modesto. I'm Annie. And I'm Maddie. It is literally a full fucking house on the pod today, guys. If you were looking at our Zoom, it looks like the Brady Bunch a little bit. Um, Four co-hosts is a fucking lot. Don't worry. We're kicking Mo out real quick here. Just kidding, Mo. We love you. But Mo is uh, really busy right now and probably can't stay for the full episode. However, he's got some really fucking exciting stuff going on. So we wanted Mo to talk all about it. Mo, take it away. Um, yeah, if you guys saw my Instagram kind of blew the fuck up this week, I think I got close to like 5,000 new followers. Um, Bryn had posted. So if you don't know, I talked about it last week. I styled Bryn Whitfield for Watch What Yay! You did talk about it, but like, it was sort of almost like, I almost missed it. So yeah. Yeah, it was very like quick and just like, yep. And then So tell us like how, like tell us as much as you can, at least like how this all happened. I honestly, it's been kind of a whirlwind the last like two and a half weeks. Um, I have just been working with Bryn nonstop. My partner and I, we have a lot of things in the works, but let's start with Watch What Happens Live. So I went to the Watch What Happens Live recording with her and Tyler Cameron. Um, it was my first time at Watch What Happens Live. It was really cool to be there as like talent, assisting talent. Cause like you walked in and there was like a big pool of like all the people like excited at the bar, like waiting for the show. And like me and my partner, who's my boyfriend, we walk in and like, we're just like fully serving cunt. And the guy like who is, there's like a security guard that like blocks off the like green room area with like a curtain and then like all of the like audience members. And he points at us too, as soon as we got off the elevator and he's like, you're with talent, right? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, right this way. So we walk into the green room, we assisted Bryn, um, met Tyler, all the things. And it was great. I mean, it was honestly like a whirlwind of an experience. And you met Bryn just a few weeks before, right? And then she automatically, like she connected with you right away. And she yeah. was like, you're going to be styling me for Watch What Happens Live. Literally, I met Bryn. It all kind of happened through It's About Bravo. We talked about how she follows me on It's About Bravo. Um, we had like maybe an hour discussion about just like all things Bravo, all the Roni things about what it's like running a podcast and like a media page and like just so much. Um, and then she works in PR. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Consulting. So we talked a lot about like getting the podcast to the next level about her background and stuff. It was honestly like a really good conversation and then from that we talked about styling she said that watch what happens live was kind of like thrown on her if you watch the episode you know that jessel was supposed to be on but uh she told him that she couldn't be on and then she ended up going to the taping anyways fucking camp so and she unapologetically was just like i don't care which i love um so yeah that relationship happened organically she came into our my store um our me and annie store and uh yeah interact with her Bryn is truly like I said on the podcast last week what you get on TV is what you get in person this woman is one of the funniest fucking individuals I have ever met even like through text we have been texting nonstop for like two and a half weeks she literally texted me two seconds ago about something but um I have I'm working that's why I'm leaving the podcast today I have a lot of work for Bryn to do um really exciting stuff coming up with her You'll see all of that on Instagram. And it's it's great because this stuff we kind of don't have to wait for. Like, Watch What Happens Live, we had to wait a little bit for um, to post and kind of reveal all of that. And it was, honestly, it's been fucking surreal. I will also, on this, I think, Sunday or Monday's episode of Watch What Happens Live, we styled another Roni housewife. Um, and that 
experience was fucking crazy. And through that, we have a meeting this week on possibly styling a Bravo Lab for all four days of BravoCon. And that's aside from Bryn and the other Roni housewife that we're doing. You'll see the other Roni wife on uh, Sunday's episode. I don't think I'm allowed to share it yet because it hasn't been shared on who is on that episode. But anyways, that experience is great. And I have at least like four to five other bookings with both Roni women. And it is truly a whirlwind. I'm going to four different showrooms today to pick looks for them. And it is, I, it's wild. It's truly wild. You are about to be very rich, bitch. You were running your mouth with him? I was running to the bank, sweetie. No, honey, and depositing a the Trump bank, check. Honey, Donald Trump. <laughs> Not even like, money is important, obviously. But like, I'm such like a fangirl when it comes to celebrities. Like, and Mo knows this. Like, And whenever he's met a celebrity at work, and I'm like, why didn't, why didn't you take a picture? And he's like, you can't, whatever. But the fact that he's not only styling like, and in talks with other Bravo lebs, but like, is becoming their friend, I'm so jealous. It doesn't help that I also don't have a job right now. So he's making money and he's meeting celebrities. And I'm like, Listen, I, okay. It's <laughs> like, we have right now really booked three women for BravoCon. I'm like, Mandy, I will fly your ass out there and we, will, we need an assistant. I need you to run, run, run the house down um because that's going to be truly insane even just pulling for three women is making my head spin and it truly like maddie and reed like annie they all know this every day something new is coming up so like it's these women are getting booked out the wazoo and it's like they are we're the point of contact for them and everybody at watch what happens live frank who runs their instagram their twitter he has been a fucking godsend like he has sent me all the PDF, all the looks. Like, he's just been in communication. Like, he is working with, like, helping us work with managers. Like, all the things. He's just been so great. The entire team at Watch What Happens Live. Jordan, their PR. Like, everyone is amazing. I also want to say the housewife who I styled on Sunday, her hair and makeup team and photographer were so incredible. Got all of our contacts. Like, they're going to make us point of contacts for anybody they're styling in the Bravo world. And Bryn is reaching out to other people for us. Like... It is truly a whirlwind. Like, not e- the amount of followers I got on fucking Instagram. Just to tell you guys this, Bryn's post got 33,000 likes. The dress that she wore on Watch It Happens Live sold out on Nordstrom.com. Well, uh, yeah, on Nordstrom.com. I usually don't say where I work, but fuck it. On Nordstrom.com in red. You can always bleep it. <laughs> like catch. Um, it sold out in red and black. There were over 12,000 orders in 12 hours to show you the influence that Bryn has and we have a really cool fucking designer dinner that we're going to with Bryn uh through Nordstrom bleep catch um (laughs) shit's happening and I'm really excited you should be so excited Mo and I think I speak for all of us like we're so excited for you we're also excited for us because like we have such close proximity to you obviously it's so cool to know someone who gets to have these experiences you deserve all of it I have to say, Mo, totally, like, this. I feel like this is, give me, like, a good housewife comparison for this. Mo, like, completely overshadowed me in this last week because I have been waiting on this Let's Unpack That podcast episode to come out that I did back in May. And, oh. like, when I got invited to be on it, like, Let's Unpack That is a pretty popular, like, gay topics, gay coming out stories podcast done by my friends Mitch and Wade, who are uh, based out of Milwaukee. And uh, they like record a lot of their episodes in advance. It's a video podcast. You guys can find it on uh, Spotify or wherever. And uh, I was telling Mo and Zach at the time, like, hey, this could be really good for our podcast if I go on there and talk about it and all these things. 
And the one of the videos that they pulled out of my story, um, which involved my brother, who's also gay, it went like viral. It's like their most viewed reel and TikTok of all time. Like, um, I'm so lucky. That and I got lucky. like, I know. And I got, um, you I did got, look like, Reed, that you looked great. Your skin was glowing. Oh, thanks. I, I went tanning the day before and I thought I looked red as a tomato and the shirt I was wearing was from Zara and it was really cute, but the way it buttoned around my stomach and I was seated, but the buttons are like hanging for their dear life. I, I <laughs> when I saw this video, guys, I was like, Oh my God. Like, I actually wasn't even looking at them because like my anxiety, like I know they're out there, but I don't want to see them and I don't want to see what people are saying. But Mitchell would keep sending me updates. He'd be like, read, this is like, it's at 150,000 views. And he'd be like, read, look at all these comments, like people relating. And I was like, I was trying not to look, but I'll go look. And like, they were mostly like really like heartwarming. There was a few that threw me for a loop. Like someone said he looks like the male Anna Kendrick, which I've never... quite like thought about before but then other people were like i can see it and i'm like what the fuck um pitch perfect ass bitch and then like there was a few that were like especially from people from around the world in like middle eastern countries like i had to translate this arabic that was like i clicked translate and it was like his uh his parent what the most um what did it say the most devastating thing that could happen to his family wow like just like terrible like homophobic Oh my gosh. But for the most part, super, super well received. And I say all this to say, I got like 300 followers overnight and I was like, oh wow, like that's crazy. (laughs) And then Mo's like, I'll do you one better bitch. (laughs) And goes to fucking watch what happens live with Bren Whitfield, who's like just my favorite. I think her and Aaron are my favorites on the new Roni. So I'm just so happy for you. And and yeah, big things are coming. It's wild though, because somebody and I tweeted the Bryn look, and um, it's one of the I saw. I know exactly what you're talking about. One of the pictures that I tweeted, also the one with like her throwing the peace sign, has been like a viral meme, and I'm like, that picture truly came from my PDF file that Watch What Happens Live sent me. That would have gone nowhere because Bryn didn't post it. Watch What Happens Live didn't post it. It was one of the ones that I picked from that PDF. So whatever, thank y'all. But someone was like, a red dress and red shoes. She must be mental. She needs a stylist for that. And then some fucking gay alt who sucks dick on Instagram for or Twitter for free. For <laughs> not even an OnlyFans. You are sucking dick online for free. Posted like. Right? That's not styling. And I'm like, okay, do y'all know how much it fucking takes? Like, that room that we pulled for her, like, the amount of, like, the alteration on the straps, like, all every styling is everything. The jewelry that we picked out, like, that was a whole thing. Also, I would like to tell y'all that those shoes were two and a half sizes too fucking small, and you couldn't tell that shit at all. The way that my boyfriend wrapped that fucking string around there, you could not tell that that shoe was not Bryn size. We ate shit up. All I'm saying is, like, Yes, to like a non-stylist eye, it's a red dress and a red shoe. But like if I put that on or someone else of a different size or different body shape, like you have to dress to the person's like shape, what she wants to like, what she wants to exude. If she wants to exude sex, does she want to be modest? Does she want to be like chic, you know, like and you totally did that. And I think, hello, that's why she's keep going to keep you on a Rolodex because Uh. (laughs) you did a great job. And it could have been the wrong red. Think about that. Yeah, think about that. Wrong, wrong red, wrong red. I just watched (laughs) episode. 
We had to look up all of the, like a bunch of photos of Watch What Happens Live and the lighting in there to see how it would hit that color of red. So like we really spent hours trying to figure out if the Watch What Happens Live lighting would hit the red the way that she wanted the red. If the red of the shoe matched the red of the dress, if the red of the lip, the red of her hair. We worked with hair and makeup. We worked with her jeweler. That was a 50 fucking carat diamond bracelet on her, y'all. So check that. It's really hard for me to sit here after everything I'm going through and listen to you complain about a 50 carat ring. There are <laughs> people in America. Oh, <laughs> sorry ring. for what you're going through. Um, but okay. So also sometimes less is more. And like, just because it's not, doesn't look like a million things were done on the front end. Doesn't mean that a million things weren't done on the back end to make that seemingly simple red dress look amazing on her and like as i think maddie can relate to me as like a short stocky person not that you're stocky maddie you're skinny Um, i'm stocky it's okay but like i buy things off the rack and they don't look right they look so good on the mannequin and then i put them on and like they're the pants are too long and i look like i'm walking around in, in like walmart sacks and there's just so many aspects to like getting something exactly right for somebody for for it to look that Well, this is literally Annie and I's career and Annie will tell you how many, like Annie deals with a lot of like normal, quote unquote, normal women and Mm. their, and I've heard Annie in a fitting room and be like, just because that like, it's, it's not for you. It's a great, it's not for you. Let's find a version of that. That is for you. I will say to Annie's credit, Annie's fitting room, like lingo is unmatched. Like I have (laughs) used, I sometimes take a nap in the fitting room next to Annie because it's the only one. And I wake your ass right up. The full sofa couch. So I'm like sitting there like tapping with my eyes closed and I just hear Annie like giving her whole spiel. And like, she truly is unmatched. So you know, Annie, like the way to style, like the, the reason that that outfit looks so simple is because we styled it to be so simple. Mm-hmm. Effortless. Making someone look effortless. I always tell my clients, I'm like, I put in the effort. Yeah. You don't have to. So that you can just pull shit from your closet and you can just look like effortlessly chic like someone else is doing it for you. And if you can chic, put a lot of thought into it. something, everyone wants to look effortlessly chic. If you can put a lot of thought into something for somebody so that they can look like they didn't put a lot of thought into it, that's like the goal. You don't want to look like you tried really hard. So like that's, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, hard to achieve and you nailed it. And also I, so much like the Trixie Motel, the walls are very thin in our stylist lounge. <laughs> And you can hear everything. And so I'm always in the fitting room next to, to where they were at. And I like um, purposely like left for a big part of the Bryn session because I felt like such a creep sitting the whole time. Like, even though I wanted to hear it, I was like, this is weird. So I left for like, me. You're like, I can hear you guys from the Barbie Malibu room. And it sounds yeah. <laughs> So that would have been me. Yeah. So, I mean, but I did hear a little couple snippets and like, you ask the right questions you always have to ask. And I, you know, you're sitting down. So Reed, you could have used our help for your interview. You have to test the outfit out sitting down, you know, and you have to ask where the cameras are going to be. And you have to like, like I get really annoyed every time I see someone on a talk show and I've seen it a billion times where like they come out, they look really cute. And then they sit down and then the girl is like uncomfortable the entire time pulling her dress down because she's like, Oh, sit down. Like my coming out. And it's like, who styled you that they didn't think to have you sit the fuck down in this outfit? Like that is such a huge oversight. Like anyone that doesn't ask those questions. The type of chair styled. too, the type of chair, because the chair I, I sat chair? in, it sunk in. And I felt like I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> like this and noted, I'll never wear a button shirt to a sit down interview again. Like I think, <laughs> I think like a sweater or something would be better. <laughs> Turtleneck. <laughs> it was next one. Oh no, we made Bryn sit down with a glass of champagne for like over an hour and a half. And like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that was so difficult to do. <laughs> Um, I will say, uh, like closing this up, but like the next look that you guys are going to see, I'm so fucking proud of because we didn't have one fitting. So the fitting happened in the Watch What Happens live green room and it took a long time, but um, we turned it to perfection. And it was one of those situations where the bottom half could have been an uncomfortable situation because it could have ridden up, but we like, there was pins in motion. There was so many things in motion. There was tapes. There was all the things. And this housewife looked like a million bucks. Everybody at Watch What Happens Live was like, holy shit, you look like a star. And I will just say that the guest that she was on is a really fucking like infamous Bravo celebrity. And she turned to my me and my boyfriend and was like, get my booking person's info. I want to look like that next time I'm on. And we were like, we can happen. And she followed and DM'd and for her what next, next Watch What Happens Live appearances, we will be there. And I will say... I did not do Miss Heather Gay. So that last episode, that was not me. (laughs) I want to just say to the listeners real quick, like we are about to pop off. Like about Bravo is on the map, like Mo styling these housewives. So get in while you can tell your friends to listen to us now before we're so famous. Like (laughs) it all behind a paywall. (laughs) Yeah. We do have, it is, we are having Bryn on. We can, I feel like we can say that we've, it's it's confirmed her pr has confirmed it we've confirmed it she's told me to tease it all the things um sabrina will be on an episode matt's gonna be but reed and i will be interviewing her in person yeah i'm excited i'm so excited that reed's gonna be there with you in person that is so cool yeah surprise i'm going to new york it's it's kind of wild it's like it's still so weird that we haven't met but we will meet in person and it's going to be fun. The three of us, I wish Maddie was there, but the three of us are going to have a key before. We'll have a key the Monday night. Before. I mean, you guys could like FaceTime me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you on FaceTime the entire time. <laughs> as long as like, just like at the end of the interview, if it's like casual with Bran, if you guys want to just be like, by the way, Maddie does the podcast and would just like to say hi. Like if it's natural, throw it in. I think I'll, I'll, tell, I'll be like my assistant's calling one moment <laughs> <laughs> and then have your headset on like you do right now and you'll look like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is all incredible. Obviously, we have a packed show to get in today. We did say we were going to kick Mo off, but I think we're going to leave Mo on for just a little bit longer for That's My Opinion, because breaking news, we'll tell you in a few seconds. Let's get into... That's my opinion! Breaking fucking news. The ladies of The Real Housewives of Potomac are back. Almost. We just got the trailer. It literally dropped like minutes before we started recording today. And I, if I'm correct, all four of us here have not watched it yet. We have not. Should we like play it? Should we like watch it and do instant reactions? Okay. Mo, you sent it to us, right? I did send it in the group chat. We're going to watch it. You guys will get a version that is not us watching it on our phone. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling with editing later. All right. We are all black women and we're all going through our different things in our lives. And we're going to embrace that, okay? We're going to keep Potomac weird, okay? We don't. Do you want me to stop dancing? No, (laughs) never. Right, titties tight and get that booty right. Oh my God. 
like to introduce you to Demian Diamond. <laughs> Who at the table swallows? There is a new grand dame of Potomac. <laughs> if only it were that simple. This season on The Real Housewives of Potomac. had a contact high with Ganji. <laughs> Open up, Giselle. I'm wide open. <laughs> Bam! I got okay. your mole with the two pieces of hair coming out. Uh -huh. <laughs> I did that too! Ladies, this is my friend Neko I was telling you about. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you? My daddy's a rich bitch, and he made sure his daughter was a rich bitch too. Thanks for buying me a $2 million house. I most definitely think that you married Michael for his money. Did you marry Gordon for his money? I might have. I actually had um, retained a divorce attorney. I come to bed and you're sleeping. Yeah, because you come to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Why do I feel so guilty? <laughs> I feel like you're ready and prepared to go to college. Yeah. But it is like ripping my heart out. Oh, dog, I need you to find some new tricks, okay? You are the trick. The mother who is suing me is still married to the woman sitting in there. Kiss my ass. Okay, walk away so I can see it. That is so immature. Why was in the nail salon? Why was in the laundromat? Why was at the hotel? That's a fun moment. People always got something to say. I don't care. I turned into a Wendy's mom started saying that she has a shrine. She's and doing voodoo on you? My mom worships our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. At day, by night, she's, she's submitting names to shrines. This is the demons coming to get us. I got the motherfucking bazooka. Come at me the again. Just shut up. No, shut I'm up. not shutting up. Shut up. I ain't listening to your raggedy ass. Okay. Uh -huh. We go. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that was cinema. That, that was so good. And this is the thing about Potomac, which we fought <laughs> with. Me and Reed fought with you and Zach in the chat about Salt Lake City season one and two being better than like Potomac's most recent season. The thing about but the Potomac women is I just like watching them. Even if their fights are stupid, like seeing Karen and Ashley versus like Candace, it's just gonna it's gonna be good. I'm shocked that Jason from Winter House is in a scene with Giselle. That was weird. I thought that was over. But and I I thought from the cast picture that Ashley looked like she got her boobs done, and she did. So I was, was I'm right. just gonna I just have to say off the top, Candace better watch them butter knives now. <laughs> because we've been here before and the minute she started shaking that table i was like you better keep that utensil on the table <laughs> i think that these women are very very funny and so to your point maddie i think it just makes it a lot easier even when they're struggling like show yeah. life just be able to enjoy and watch them I but think someone did show up with another low rent carrie bradshaw outfit so well we can blame 
for that. But um, I will say these women, like season seven last season was, it wasn't as like, it wasn't Potomac level great, but it wasn't like Atlanta level bad, like this season of Atlanta or like OC the past three seasons that wasn't this season. Like it, it Potomac Which, is so- It hasn't that, been that bad. Yeah, that's true. Those women, um, they didn't even show that crazy fight that leads on TMZ. Like that's mid-season level. New girl, rich, giving Monique energy, bringing it. They need a rich bitch down. Now her and Wendy fighting, they do look like sisters. I will say that. <laughs> I so, was thinking too. <laughs> they're at it. Candace and Ashley will never be friends again. Is Jacqueline still in the mix? We did see Sharice for a second. Are there friend ups? An eight-person cast is a lot of people. Oh, and um, sorry, Jacqueline, talking about the divorce attorney, obviously that's for financial reasons, right? You mean Mia? Oh, Mia. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny when in the trailer, she said, I think you married, um, what is his name for his money? What's Ashley Darby's husband, ex-husband? Michael. 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 I was going to say Dean, but that's her son. She's like, I think you married Michael for his money. And she's like, well, did you marry G for his money? And she was like, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be okay because at least he has money. <laughs> I don't know. Mike. How does Michael have money? He, well, did, he doesn't like, have that much. He did like production like stuff. Like, wasn't he a TV producer? Or is that what he was getting? I I don't, all I know is that he opened that nasty Australian steakhouse that just did not work. I'm, you know, much love to my Australians out there, but after, you know, studying abroad for a semester, I know everything. And um, (laughs) I really didn't enjoy the cuisine at all. Like, Australian. He came came back like, Nar, that wasn't it. (laughs) Nar. Nar, I mean, like, I did try kangaroo steak and it it was, it was good. It it was just like tough. Like, it's like a tough muscle. Ew. Yeah, they're very, they're very muscular, you know. So I don't want to hear it. That's not just yeah. But um, anyways, the Potomac trailer, uh, they fucking killed it. This cast photo too. Like, let's talk about it. They're eating down, eating yeah. down. Like I, I was literally just looking at it. Everyone looks. Everyone understood the assignment. I mean, Karen looks amazing. Karen, like uh, Karen and Candace in their individual photos too. Candace is giving Candace. Oh, Candace is my girl. She's one in my top. I want to play Tudor Boot with our fashionistas on the line. So uh, going down the line, and, and Maddie, of course, chime in. But Annie and Joe, <laughs> I know, have like all the fashion know-how. Uh, are you, who are we tooting? Who are we booting? Um, to Miss Karen. And I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but this white gown on Giselle. And the I was just going to say, she looks good. Yeah. Ah, I agree. I agree. Because uh, it's simple. She's not overstated. It's simple. I wish that the hair was maybe a little more expensive, but the jewelry is great. The shoe is great. The dress is draped super well. Uh, I don't. Listeners, if you want to follow along, go to the About Bravo Instagram page, and they posted all the photos from the cast photo, so you can just swipe through while we're discussing the looks. Uh, Robin, Robin, I think Robin should have thought about the sitting down situation. I don't think that that (laughs) outfit is giving sitting. Um, Giving standing, it's not the worst. It's not the worst, but it's like... I agree, but they made her sit, and I think that, uh, yeah, standing was good. Um, she just looks like Doja Cat all the time, and she's so stunning, and I love that about her. <laughs> Ashley? Yeah. She really she really does give Doja, and the new boobs are boobing. The new yeah. boobs... I don't love the dress. I don't love the hair, but it's not the worst. Like, she's hot. She could wear basically whatever. Candace is giving very much the um, the last, if you make it to the final four on RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's like, show yes. you... 
Roxy. Like, yeah, that is great. The I love, you know what? That chiffon that's hanging over her. I love. love. Candace is giving House of CB like what we put Bryn in. It's, or um, Wendy is. She looks hot. Yeah. Happy in this. Pretty. And actually, you know what? I like the simplicity of Mia's. I think it's like, it's a really nice balance to like, to compare to like the rest of the cast. I, I don't mind it at all. I like it. It's very simple, effortlessly chic. Her hair represents her too, like on the polar opposite of everybody else on the cast. Um, I love the cherry blossoms. Like, like obviously that's what DC in that area is known for. And I just love the, like the color scheme here and how it kind of pops with those Wow, yeah. background overall uh I, we love our ladies of potomac and i cannot wait do we know did the trailer i didn't look did the trailer say when um or that's what dorinda dudley said it was going to be like weeks ago um 11 5 november 5th november 5th and i think that's the same week we're getting beverly hills to you guys so i bet you we get beverly hills this week uh, yeah, I bet you we get it really soon because OC is coming to a close, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, any other things on that's my opinion, guys? We were yes, gonna talk about a couple a lot of other things. Um, I just want to just mention the Jersey drama that's going on. Apparently, there was an altercation with Jen Aiden and Danielle Cabral, which, if we know from the reunion, they were on the same size couch. So the fact that there was a brawl. And it was so bad that production got involved and those two are no longer filming at the moment or production stopped or something along those lines. Which again yesterday. Yeah. So which Jersey always uh, fights um, the fact that they taking this big of a stance from the article. It doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal, but them stopping filming, I believe it's bigger than what they're letting on. Apparently the drama was about an unpaid hairdresser and uh, like donations to charity. Uh, Jennifer pushed Danielle's overhearing. Danielle broke a glass or broke a, broke plastic, a cup, a plastic cup. And I think it cut her. She was bleeding. Mm. Oh, both that's very Ramona and Kristen. <laughs> ended for like a week of filming. Jennifer hasn't been seen film, filming again. Danielle filmed a cast event last night. Like I just said with Drita from Mob Wives, um, which is kind of iconic. Karen, stand up. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like that this happened because da- everyone was kind of hating on Danielle toward the end of last season feeling like she didn't really do very much and I, I she, at least she's trying. Um <laughs> I know that like we we're not supposed to condone violence and stuff but like it is sort of a new era of housewives that like people are just getting suspended left and right. Like it's sort of creating an environment of like everyone's going to start acting more restrained and like that's not what I want. It's just crazy because Jersey, like three seasons ago, Danielle pulled Margaret's ponytail, almost dragged her to the ground. And that was okay. But this, like, I'm just like, it's confusing. Teresa flipped a table that two seasons ago and threw glasses all over at Margaret. And that was okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, mm, I'm, I really want to see the fight because I think it has to be bad if it was Mm -hmm. this extreme. Hearing is that like there's basically two separate filmings going on, like Teresa's camp and Melissa's camp, and Teresa's camp now includes Jackie, which is I, yeah, but Jackie's in both. Jackie's yeah, in both. Allegedly, Jackie and Margaret are had a falling out. Um, apparently, it's like Danielle, Rachel, Melissa, Marge, and then everyone else. Dolores kind of in the middle. Um, Always towards side. I saw like a thing. I there was some Bravo account that um like posts like anonymous tips from like insiders. So it could be true, it could just be bullshit. 
some account posted like this email that they got from an insider who said like Bravo's testing a new format for housewives with this new season of Jersey because the two camps like refuse to film together, except for like a few of those stragglers who like go between. And Mm -hmm. so like, they're even considering like two reunions because it's going to be basically two different shows, two different storylines airing together every week. And I'm like, I want to say bullshit on this insider tip. I I just don't feel like, what do you guys think about that? I just feel like that's I mean, it does sound like they do need to figure something out with that because how sick of it do we all get when, you know, there is a huge fight and it, and it does become, I'm not filming with this person. I'm not filming with that person. I mean, when that does happen, I do think they need to figure out a way to film around that and make it feel natural and make it still feel feel entertaining and maybe just fully draw a line in the sand because I hate the wishy-washy of like, well, I'm not going if she is going, well, I'm not going if she is going. And then they go and then they like, won't look at each other. Like I I'm sick of that. The first thing that comes to mind as an example, comparable example for me is like that awful season eight of Vanderpump rules where they tried to introduce like a new class of the cast. And it was like, we were watching two different shows because the like original cast did not film with these new people and like mm-hmm. it was pretty much with that Dana girl or whatever she was like like the only one who kind of like was accepted by the older original yeah. crew. it was like a weird it was just weird it was just weird and I just don't know if that's going to work for Jersey um, mm-hmm. but I guess more to come was there anything else on that's my opinion guys or should we hop into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City I think we are good to hop in just saying Ariana is killing it on Dancing with the Stars Oh my gosh, how could I forget? That's like the one thing I wanted to say. That was amazing. And not the masturbation song by Haley Steinfeld being her. I love me. And I love myself. Don't need anybody else. That's like, on my I, running playlist. That song really pumps me up. I remember yeah, she loves herself. She doesn't need Tom. She doesn't need anybody. Yeah. I remember when that song came out and like everyone was dissecting the lyrics and she's essentially talking about pleasuring herself. Uh-huh. Um, it brings me pleasure. Sad. Pleasure with that said, Mo, bye. We love you. Um, good luck with everything. We're never going to talk to you again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. so over this like i'm a good sport for the most part but i am like so over this like <laughs> hey Lori, let me have you in lisa's room let's get some drinks going for the lake it has nothing to do with trixie i like literally went out in public in a bathing suit with a sarong that chink chinks yeah i'm not spending tonight with glam when i paid morgan 2500 to be here plus her flight like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. It's what not about looking about? ugly. I don't give a shit about that. It's about, it's my face. Like, I don't want yes, anyone else do. doing it. I don't want to look ugly. Listen, I like to look a certain way when I'm out in public. I can literally hear Lisa losing her shit in her room. There is a big part of me that has just looked at Lisa as like Veruca from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, who's like, I want the world, Saggy. I want it now. I want it all. And it's exhausting. Privileged AF. I'm I a grown-up. I am a grown-up. Don't get upset. We're going to figure it out. Come here. We're going to figure it out. No, it's this bothering me. I don't like this <laughs> I will put up with, like, everything. But this is, like, it's my face. 
Well, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are definitely putting um, the Sprinter van industry like to work because like we want to talk about housewives having a fight on a Sprinter van. They are working overtime inside the, <laughs> inside this van. And we might it might actually be a new van after Heather puked last episode. <laughs> I think um, you guys mentioned it last week on the pod, Danny Pellegrino's tweet, and it was like, where these franchises do their best work. And he said, Salt Lake City, Sprinter Van. And I'm like, yeah, of course, that's where Jen got arrested. Oh, they have their little fights. But this week, like, resonated that point, like, drove it in, that drove it home. This is where they do their best work. Like, seeing just even Whitney and Mary, like, them two talking in general, whether it's, like, on a park bench or in a restaurant, is great TV. So seeing them argue head-to-head on the bus was chef's kiss. Well, it's kind of feeling like Mary really wouldn't talk to Whitney at all if she wasn't in a vehicle. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, that's, that's the only they needed it. That. They have to lock her in, literally. And, um, yeah, I also, I just want to say, um, before we get into all this too deep, I know that I am a Trixie Mattel super fan. Stan, I'm going to make sure to not talk about Trixie too much as we <laughs> this. I'm going to hold myself back, but I just love her so much. Just want to say. Trixie follows me on Twitter <laughs> and DM me once and said, you're the funniest person on my timeline. And it was the biggest compliment of my life. Love you, Trixie. <laughs> so, and I, we can talk about it anytime. I just called you Anne. <laughs> Annie. Um, we can talk about it anytime. Um, yeah, I'm loving like the Trixie representation on these first four episodes. I really feel like they came in swinging by doing a cast trip right off the bat. Like that doesn't happen in every Housewives premiere like, se- like of their season. And I feel like after last season and like kind of feeling like a bumpy ride for some of us, at least. I think that they made the right choice, like hitting the ground running, just yeah. like going right. And it's like hot. Pink. I love the aesthetic, like the hot pink and everything. It's just it's gorgeous and it's fun to it's fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say when they start the start of this episode, it's them waking up after the crazy Heather puking in the RV. And I'm like, oh, it's day two of their vacation. Like we are getting <laughs> so much content four. and it's day two. Like. The fact that these women are bringing that much and I'm enjoying every single second of it. I'm enjoying the little tiny remarks of them of Meredith in her room eating caviar for breakfast and then them flipping the camera to Heather shitting in her toilet. Like (laughs) I'm living for all of this. I'm living for Angie asking Trixie's boyfriend for a marker so she can make her own shirt. Like it's just (laughs) it's such good TV and it's fun to watch. It's just easy watching. Yeah. Um, Well. I think that I've always loved Whitney, but I feel like she really came through for me this whole time because I think she was really saying like, we have an opportunity to have Trixie a lot on this show. Let's make more of it. She went ahead early to get that one-on-one scene with Trixie. She knows what we want to see. And just she's, she's Trixie's friend, but she also, I think she just like knows what the fans want. And she also like went ahead and called Trixie and had the whole drag thing. Like she was like, we have this really famous person here and Meredith is not capitalizing on it enough. Like give the girls what they want. They want Trixie. Yeah. We want Trixie. We want all trick no yeah we want all tricks and no trust according to angie <laughs> k's um angie k's custom made uh sharpiaga shirt um i just you know i lo- i actually kind of love angie k because she's kind of a flop it's like like someone tweeted she's the meg griffin of of salt lake city if you think about like how a family guy treats meg and i just think yeah. that's so so on point like 
you do kind of need someone that they can all dunk on and like bully a little bit. And I just love all the jokes about her, like the the tweets of like the eye emojis and the long nose and the mouth. And it's like no one Angie K and like just <laughs> everything about her, uh, her being like, it was either this or call it hit on her family. I was like, what? <laughs> I was just going to say her line reads that are clearly like read to her and she repeats them. I've noticed this since last season are so awkward. They're so rehearsed. They're so stiff and so not her. Like I actually wrote that down and I love when she was like, it was either make this t-shirt or put a hit out on her family. I decided to go with the t-shirt. <laughs> and like i was saying this last week she sounds like she's got like a like a well i don't know if i said this last week because i actually haven't been on in two weeks because guys uh i started a new job and i just got a lot of craziness but i'm here um anyways i feel like angie kind of talks like with like fingers on her nose like this and yeah. like th- those gigantic sunglasses those Nicki minaj ass like visor sunglasses on her face I, I felt like it was just further like constricting her nasal passage and she just kind of was like you know meredith if you don't want to invite me you can just send it and like literally like just can't I can't. I can't. It's so funny. Um, I'm still living for Monica Garcia. Um, I feel like our group chat was a little split this week. Um, some of us who had to get off the podcast early <clears throat> feel like Monica is trying too hard and it was cringe to watch. Let me just say, you know, maybe a little bit too far on the Sprinter van with her attacks on Lisa Bar Legend. However, I think all the things she's upset about are totally valid. And she only brought up the ring thing because it was they were asked to all give a cold and prickly. And that's what she gave. So I think it, don't say she's trying too hard. I don't really feel like she's trying at all. I think she's just effortlessly chic. I agree mo- mostly with you than I do Mo and Elvis. Those are the ones that we were arguing with or you guys were arguing with. I was middle of my workout and the texts were just flying through. Um, I do think argue with you too. <laughs> I do think Monica is trying a little hard, but at the same time, she's a housewife being filmed. Of course, she's going to like know to bring it. Would we rather her sit on the sprinter and not say anything? Like that's where I'm like, who cares if she's trying a little bit hard? It's good drama. And I do think where she's coming from is a genuine place. Um, where I kind of differ is I don't believe Monica housewives might not be the show for Monica. She's not rich and she doesn't get the richness, which is fine. You don't have to be rich, but you don't have to be on Housewives either. So I think her complaining about like not having any money and all of that is very true to how she feels. I just think she's bringing it up a level to make great TV. And I loved the scene of her and Lisa going at it. Yeah, I uh, I did not die for Monica this episode at all. I, I felt that she was really putting it on. Now, I've said this before. I don't really let myself form too um, same of a judgment until honestly someone's second season, because I just think you just can't tell. But if I were to gun to my head at this point, make a judgment, I would say that I felt that she was putting it on the whole time, honestly. And I felt that way last episode too, a little bit. I feel like even with the whole Trixie thing, like, like when she was doing the drag, I felt like she was trying really hard. I don't know if Trixie's going to forgive her for putting a bunch of hairspray in her wig, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> it felt like it was a lot. And I also felt like, I'm just not sure. I mean, am I tripping or did Monica's first scene of her entering the show? Wasn't that her sitting down with Lisa and Angie? So that was supposed to be her friend. So what's happening here? I mean, this feels out of left field. And even the way that she has been responding to 
Meredith and and uh, Lisa and everything. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not understanding what this huge abrupt alliance shift is, and I feel it's calculated for some reason. I feel the alliance shift is um, because they're not actually friends. Annie, wake up! It's casting. Casting mm-hmm. was saying, "Hey, you're a brunette. We have a brunette that's joining. Why don't all the brunettes get together and have lunch?" Like, <laughs> I don't think they were really that great of friends. I did see a TikTok this morning, and it was of the song WAP. And it was Jen and her Shaw squad doing the dance of WAP and Angie K and Monica were in it. I was just about to say like Angie <laughs> K was Jen Shaw's friend last season and Monica so, was her assistant. They probably did hang out a little. I think they're mutuals because of Jen Shaw, but I don't think they're that good of friends. So that's why I think when Angie's like wants to cause, I mean, when Monica wants to cause drama, she's okay with causing it right there. I do have a question for you, Annie, and even Reed. Would you rather have someone like Monica who is engaged and kind of yes. over the top dramatic or someone like Mary, who's going to go to McDonald's and not and Starbucks and not do anything on the TV show. Let's wake that up. Yeah. I mean, perfect world, neither quite frankly, um, obviously. <laughs> like, no, I mean, you'd rather have it feel natural when, okay. Yes. This is my comparison. When I'm watching like a scripted TV show or a movie or something, anytime that there's, acting going on that takes you out of just watching it as if you're watching like a story unfold. And then you start thinking about the acting or the line read or whatever that takes away the magic of it. And I feel that way about my reality TV too. I want to feel like I can at least believe that this is reality. I know that you're right. They're not really that good of friends, but like the producers can normally do a really good job of making you feel like you're watching friends. And I'm just saying that like, this shift was so abrupt. It's like, yeah, they're not really friends, but the producers, the editors chose to introduce her to us as viewers and the friend group as Lisa and Angie's friends. So she made that, that switch really quick. And I think it's, there's gotta be a reason behind it. Okay. So I actually have a few thoughts. Um, first of all, when we speaking of like, how real are these friends? Do we think Heather Gay, her whole sob story of Angie and I were besties and then she just left me in the dust. Do we really think they were besties or do you think they like pass each other in the hallways and said hi? I, the the latter. They like it's again a storyline thing. It's like uh, yeah. you, you, know, you know who I am, but you're acting like you don't. It's like, well, you probably didn't actually sleep over at each other's houses. Like you're let's, let's be real about how real y'all's relationship ever was. Second thing I was going to say, I think like even if Monica and Angie K were like genuine friends and she brought her onto the show, um, I don't think it took Monica very long to observe that Angie K is the Meg Griffin of this cast. And she's. Oh, getting- yeah. He's getting shat on left and right. And I think Monica is like a smart girl and is like, I'm going to cash in. I'm going to put my chips in over here on this side of the table, because at least then I get invited to the Trixie Motel vacation instead of having to show up with my own Sharpie and T-shirt. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of feel like even if that is the case um, and overall, I don't feel like Monica has tried too hard until I would concede it was a little bit um, of a show on the Sprinter van, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was like any more of a show than uh, Meredith being like, you can leave or first it was my bathtub next. It's my children. Like, I think Mer- we were talking about this in the group chat this morning. Like Meredith knows she sounds like fucking like delusional. I think she knows that's like what we want from her. You want to go there with the husband? He knows that she <laughs> needs to. She knows the more red wine she drinks, the more slurred her speech will be, and the more she'll have stands on Twitter. Like, she knows that, guys. She knows that. 
So I disagree. I feel that, that I feel that it's really easy for me to believe that this could just actually be how Meredith acts. I think she's like actually unhinged. Like, whereas I think that Monica was trying to act like dramatic. That's how I felt. I'm not saying I'm right. That's just, that's what it, I could believe that Meredith seems so delusional that she might really believe what she's saying, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if Monica believes what she's saying. Um, and I also felt like, okay, just even last episode, I guess, but it continued into this episode, just like on a genuine level of just, let's say you're just sitting at a dinner table. Let's say you don't even know people that well. Let's say you're just like at a, at a dinner table with some people that you've kind of just met recently, whatever. And for when Meredith would say mean things like Angie, you're a loser, whatever, fuck you, whatever. And no one bats an eye. And then Angie just kind of repeats the same thing literally back to Meredith. And then Monica's like, whoa, that was uncalled for. <laughs> like who would say that? I'm shocked. And it was like, Angie's so bad at arguing. She was just literally repeating this. She's like, oh, you think I'm a loser? Why don't you look in the mirror? You're a loser. Why don't you and look in the mirror? Like, you look like a trampoline with eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I totally agree with what you're saying there, Annie. I, I can see both sides of it. Either way, I'm liking Monica just because I'm, I liked seeing her and Lisa go back, to, back and forth because I, I mean, I think all of us on this podcast, like, even the friend of Mo, Zach, we all are bar legend stands. We love Lisa Barlow, but mm-hmm. I kind of loved her giving it back. Like, and just being like, why don't you want to dress up in drag? Why? Yeah. She's like, this is drag. This is couture. What did she say? <laughs> like, yeah, she's she, like, I'm carrying a Fendi bag. I am dressed up. <laughs> so yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I love how outspoken Monica is. Like a lot of times new people, like, Jen uh, Pedranti on OC, just kind of a wallflower until she gets called out for on her husband and then she's activates. I feel like I'd rather have an, a housewife who like I love someone who just blurts out, whoa, like I just I, she sort of is she's stirring the pot in a very Brandy Glanville-esque way, in my opinion. And yeah. we need that. And it also solidifies her as a little bit of an early icon and hopefully gives her at least a second season to run with. And we like we like a story arc on Housewives. Right. So I think this is her season one. St- I, we love character development. So I think like. Yeah. Season one, she's going to she's going to complain about everyone being wealthy. And then I think it'll calm down. I think next season she'll probably stop calling people out on being rich because she'll have she's said that already. Then we'll start to see her get more rich. And then maybe it'll become a full circle moment where she's the one complaining about a sixty thousand dollar ring by the time season eight's around here. And they'll they'll do like a flashback and it'll be like a how uh, ironic is this moment? And we love that with our housewives, too. So I, I see a lot of potential in Monica and Monica, if by the small chance you're listening, I want to get you on the podcast, like come talk to us i love her and i love that she's being real we have seen poor housewives before they've never quite done it very well but i mean marissa zanuck on beverly hills with her little uh a closet situation that was awful um we've definitely seen like gina on oc we've seen the middle class housewife before gina casita (laughs) yeah gina casita well i like what i like how gina comes on there being like oh but i'm so envious i wish i i wish i could have this house like she's very real about it like she she knew what she was walking into but Mm -hmm. let me just reiterate that like i the jury is still out for me always until about season two so i absolutely still enjoy monica i can't wait to see what she gives and i absolutely want to see her on at least another season so you know i haven't decided anything that was just my read on this one episode 
I do uh, want to go back, though, to the comment Maddie made about would you rather have a Monica or a Mary? And I just want to touch on Mary, which I think will also yes. connect to the whole refusing mm-hmm. to do drag conversation that we've yet to talk mm-hmm. about. So I don't you know, I I, I I talked a lot of shit about Mary and then she was gone. And then I kind of like Zach would bring up old clips and I would be kind of like, why did I hate her when I had her? Because like she because was she's so racist. Yeah, that was actually a big piece of it. But I think I think like everyone is just um like moving on because like even I haven't moved on, but everyone else has. I think everyone has accepted that Mary's on the show and that's about and that's what that's what it's going to be. But I think, um you know, I, I I don't want Mary to change. I okay. Let me take that back. I don't want Mary to be racist, but I don't want Mary to change the way she is right now, refusing to partake, going to McDonald's. These are the kooky, weird things that make Mary Mary, and I think she works well in a friend of role for that reason because like she's not earning like at home scenes or personal life story scenes for me because she's not doing shit. At the same time, in the same breath, I I am sick of like the the crossing of the arms and the i'm not partaking it's like why did you come i thought whitney really said it perfectly why did you come on a trip with people that you didn't want to spend time with why didn't you partake in the um snowball fight even though that was hilarious when they cut away to her being like are they even having fun um Mm -hmm. why are you doing all these things if you don't want to do it and like obviously you i you don't support gays you 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 don't you've looked very comfortable in front of trixie and you clearly didn't want to go to the gay bar like why are you here mary Yeah. Well, I I think we all know that um, what Whitney really meant uh, when she said, why did you come on this trip is what Whitney's really saying is like, why are you on this show? And I mean, that's, I can understand why the other housewives would be really annoyed. And I hope that she's not getting a very big paycheck and I, she doesn't deserve to be paid as full-time or be full-time. Absolutely. She should never be full-time ever again, because if you don't actually want to participate, then you shouldn't be cashing in this check and she skipped the reunion. So she should never be allowed back for that reason alone. Right. Yeah. But that's like, that's breaking the fourth wall at that point. Not all of these women want to do all the activities. Like did Lisa want to wear a bathing suit to a five-star restaurant? No, but she did it because she's getting paid and everyone else is on board. So the fact that Mary can say her little funny remarks and everyone's like laughing and it's like, Oh, it's fine that Mary's not doing everything. But if we break the fourth wall down a little bit, it's not equal to what the other women are bringing. And to your point, Annie, she should not be making as much as she is. Yeah. Well, you just reminded me of something that I wrote down, which was when Lisa was upset about the glam and she goes, I'm a good sport for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, breaking the fourth wall in general, I said this in one of the group chats this morning. Um, It's like this, you know, I think it was Zach who said Salt Lake City is like a parody of Housewives. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. each of them is sort of like a parody of the of a certain type of housewife. And then even the way that this this show breaks the fourth wall, I want to I dare to say this show breaks the fourth wall more often than any other housewife show that I've watched. Um. Uh, but like with a now. wink and a nod to the camera though, like that, like with the Whitney thing, I'm like, I feel like it was like a wink and a nod to us as viewers. Like we know what she's really talking about, but she didn't actually. But yeah. I'm actually talking about literally breaking the fourth wall. Like when the oh. producer came into Lisa's room and she's like, can I talk yeah. to him real quick? Or yeah. like, just like there's all the, or when, when Mary's asking for her cafe latte or her McNuggets, she's clearly talking to a producer. Oh, um, she spent more time with the producers than she did with the castmates. I, I know. And I, I think like, you know, this whole the fact that ha- only half of them dressed up in drag, I was a little disappointed in. There were a lot of 
Twitter fingers out there being very quick to be like, they're clearly homophobic. And I don't know if I think like, I don't think Lisa Barlow's homophobic. No, I, I don't, don't think Lisa. I think Lisa Bar- Barlow is um, she doesn't like to not be in control. And I think because mm-hmm. she probably wasn't really able to have her glam the other night. And like she said, she paid for her stylist to bring all these clothes for her. So she's like, that's it. Like I spent all this money. I gave up control. I think it's more a control thing, not a homophobic thing. I can't say the same for Mary. Yeah. I don't think any of us can say that for Mary. <laughs> and I think that we expect that with Mary, with Meredith, even though it was like Meredith, you, but I think Meredith was just sick of Whitney at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, also like Whitney, you could have like let the girls know before the trip, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to do drag one night. And then maybe Lisa wouldn't have booked her glam for that night. But then again, that would have take, taken away a really funny moment of TV for us. So maybe like Whitney knows what she's doing. Well, you know? Meredith could have done the exact same with their, their first night out. She could have been like, Hey guys, the first night out, we're doing a fun, um, trusting challenge. Right. So don't pack clothes for Friday night's dinner or something along those yeah. lines. But, but again, away all these TV. moments. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I I found myself understanding where Lisa was coming from a lot more than I thought that I would. I mean, I, it was still crazy, but like, I was thinking, if you're gonna film a TV show, being insecure and stuff in general, like having to take off your makeup on camera when you're not used to that, like I can understand being really self conscious of that just in general. Like having them do the scenes where you're like fully wiping your makeup off and you're like bare faced. I mean, she probably just wasn't really ever planning on being on this platform without having her makeup on. Like so that in general, I did kind of understand a little bit more. Um, not being able to be in control of your look when you just had to do that the night before, understood it. I really did. Um, and I'm sure that Trixie could have understood more than anyone a drag queen understands you know having not your own glam i'm sure that she got sure but um i just would have taken it as an opportunity to have my glam squad do Do drag makeup Uh, that's literally what i thought like why uh, can't your glam team yeah Yeah, she really could have played that up more and also i want to say like the comments on the internet about that scene and they're like oh production did her dirty with this one shot a I saw the sh- cause I, I wasn't able to watch live on Tuesday night. I saw the screenshot of her without her makeup on on Twitter before I saw it on the show. And on the show, it doesn't look that extreme. I think someone put a filter on it when they tweeted it. And I think everyone has been dogging on Lisa for a filtered version because it's not that uh, bright and shiny and uh, on the sh- on the show I footage. Think- and it's not as uh, accentuated like lines. It looks like they someone added like a sepia filter from Instagram to like make all the lines pop more. See, yeah, I, I noticed her. I noticed it on the show when they zoomed in on her makeup. I totally noticed the wrinkles. Um, that's what the, like they're pointing out. But she also was doing getting in the in the middle of getting her makeup done. So the foundation is like caked on. It's not blended yet. So, so it's it like looked, it looked rough. Yeah, when it, when she probably does have smooth skin. Also, like I don't know. I know I'm a, I'm a guy, and like I don't like notice things as much as I think my my girl counterparts do. But I thought she looked beautiful. Like I and I mean that genuinely. I don't think that there's anything wrong with her skin. I don't think there's anything wrong with. I loved how she responded to a, a hater on Twitter yesterday and was like, "I love that my face moves. Come to BravoCon, you'll see it in person." Like. She, it's like, she, like you're not like a 12 year old girl anymore. And like, I have like laugh lines on my forehead and like, it's not a big deal. I think Lisa looks pretty. And I just, it's sad that like we make women feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, yeah. I mean, honestly, I put on a little bit of makeup just to record this podcast. I know y'all don't care. It's fully a me thing. <laughs> 
because I don't like to look at myself in the camera, fully no, no makeup. So I, I could, that's why. I, and it's just, I just, I get it. It's bully a me insecurity thing. It's not because I think that I'm going to come on here and Reed's going to be like, ew, Annie, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but I, I, I think that the fact that people are on Twitter screen grabbing that one shot where she wasn't wearing makeup and talking shit is exactly why she didn't want to do this. And now it all kind of plays into her point and it, it just makes sense. You just kind of valid- validated her, her point. And I just want to say like the people on Twitter can like talk all about her wrinkles, all that they want, but they're going to do the exact opposite to Kyle Richards, who has had her face basically pulled back and looks better than she did when she was younger. Mm-hmm. But they're like, she looks so fake. She's gotten so much work done. Like, right. Why does why do her hands look fifty and her face looks twenty five? Like you no one's win. ever going to be happy on Twitter with anything. So I'm glad that Lisa, like you said, Reed stood up to the troll and was like, "I'm glad my face moves." Like yeah. we want women to look their age. We don't want them to look nineteen years old. You can't win. You can't win. You really can't. Um, just a couple of quick other things on this episode. Meredith continuing to be unhinged, uh, just losing mm-hmm. her shit over. I still don't quite understand. How is she related to this three-year-old that's going to be in a wheelchair their whole life? Oh, my God. My mom <laughs> is staying with connect, me, you guys. How does this connect to anything? So my mom is staying with me. I know that Maddie and Reed know, and she hates reality TV sh- shows. That's actually, I, I'm very resentful towards my mom because she's the reason why I was such a latecomer to these shows and Bravo because she, it was like banned in my house. She hates it. So she had to sit here and watch a couple of these episodes with me this week because <laughs> I was having to take notes for the pod. And when that part comes up, my mom was like, now what's going on? Who's, who's going to be disabled? And I was like, mom, nobody knows. Don't try to understand. <laughs> it was so confusing. And just, and like the way she lost, lost her shit on Whitney at the end there, like, no, no, like just, oh my God. Like she should win, honestly, like an award. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that Lisa's phone, um, when she called her husband, it says JB husband. Husband. Boss. Yes, I saw that too. Husband boss. (laughs) Husband boss. I also thought, you know, we haven't really talked about Heather Gay. Heather Gay is is winning everyone. She's winning everyone over this season. And I think a part of it, and I hate to say it, is that like they're not really giving her a whole lot of, like when she does get the moment in the spotlight, it's like hilarious. And it's a lot of times like, she's kind of like on the sidelines laughing, like drunk and then throwing up. Like that's kind of, I don't know. But anyway, I'm liking Heather Gay more. I think she knows to to give a little. I think she's. I think she's being quiet right now because she knows that. Yeah, that's the way to win us over. Well, you know what it is, honestly. Like her self righteous like storyline that like was the last couple seasons. Like I haven't really heard self righteous Heather Gay in a while. Like it's just been her kind of. She's just vibing, and I think that's like what we always wanted from Heather Gay. Just come on, girl, vibe. She's vibing. Any last thoughts on this week's episode, ladies? I don't think so. We are loving Salt Lake City. This is like their era this is their season can't wait to see what's next because someone's someone that's like in production tweeted i always like viewed this like trip as like an appetizer for the meal and so if y'all are loving this this much get ready for the main course so i think we're in for even more um and we haven't even heard mary call heather inbred yet so that's coming (laughs) um with that let's get into the season finale of the real housewives of orange county right now 
Heather is rallying the troops. She was trying to take each girl side by side and talk shit about me. What are you doing? You got caught in your own shit. And now you're trying to turn everybody against me? Has Heather talked to you at all today? Yes. Where'd she go? Heather acts innocent and proper, but behind the scenes, like, she's the worst villain of us all. I pee like a mother Okay, right, let's go. Okay, you go. We're okay. gonna go. Oh my god, you're taking pictures with her? Yes. Oh, wow. That's so different than what you told me. Well, we had a long talk. Oh, I hope it's good now. A long talk. She said you were talking shit about us. She said that, you said that, like, I'm not really an attorney, I'm just some low party planner. I did not say that. And I will. Uh, are you kidding me? I don't want to do this with you. I'm not. Oh, why aren't you? Because the truth is the truth. No, Tamara, you have your own version of the truth, and I'm not interested in it. Honestly. Look at poor Harry. Look at Harry. He's like, oh my god, my poor wife. The season finale kind of ended the way the season kind of started. Tamara coming in hot, and Heather Dubrow takedown era. I mean. I'm new to OC, as you all know, but I feel like that's my biggest takeaway from this season is that uh, Tamara came to play. She might have been on pause, but now she's ready to play. And uh, I think she just knows that Heather Dubrow is the target and that's going to make good TV. Right. Yeah. This season in general was hard for me as like a fancy pants stan, just seeing everyone come after her. And I really thought like, when we saw the preview for this episode and her, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when we saw the preview from this episode and she shows Gina the clip of Tamara actually saying that they're mean girl or that they're dumb or stupid or losers, whatever, losers is the mm-hmm. word that she used. Yeah, I was like, oh yes, this is going to be like a Heather arc at the very end. And it like did the exact opposite. Like these ladies will twist their way, any twist their entire opinions, any way to make sure Tamara is the right person that's right in it. Yeah. I mean, I think that Emily quite literally confirmed that she said, it doesn't matter at this point. I've already decided that I'm mad at her um, for the past and it doesn't matter what she says, what she does. I mean, she pretty much said that verbatim. So I think that, you know, we already knew that, but she like literally confirmed it. Um, Yeah. I have to say something funny. So again, my mom is, is staying with me this week and she had to watch these shows and I knew she's going to hate them, but she was a trooper. She tried to pay attention at the beginning. She was like, they would zoom in on someone and she would be like, Oh, Oh, I was like, mom, you can't do that the whole time. You're going to need to shut up. Like, and she was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. But at the beginning of OC, I was like, oh, Heather Dubrow, you'll you'll like Heather Dubrow. She might be like the only one that you might kind of like. She's the classiest one. She's my spiritual housewife, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then the episode starts and everyone hates Heather and is talking shit about her. And my mom is like, this is you? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't get where these women, like what chokehold Tamara has on them. Like- yeah. She is such, maybe it's just because of breaking the fourth wall a bit. She is the OG of all of them there. Like she's been on the longest and then Heather and then Shannon. So now that she's finally, like she's a cheerleader that likes all of the new people. So then now that they finally have Tamara on their side, they're like, we'll do anything Tamara says. Like they're almost, they're losing credibility, I think in a way, like form your own opinions. Yeah. It's not making a lot of sense to me, um, but I, I did have to say that Heather's outfit when she showed up to that lunch with Gina was just very appropriate and cunty and the side part. I loved it. Um, 
Reed, I'm curious because you have said that you haven't seen all of it, but you've never really liked Heather and I get that. Um, but how do you feel watching just this season in a vacuum? Don't you, even someone that doesn't like her, don't you also feel that it's like unfair and weird or how are you feeling about it? Did I say I don't like Heather or did I just criticize her once and you were like, I'm no, a you, you, said, you said you didn't like, yeah, okay. you didn't like yeah, that. She I'm like having, felt like she I'm was having amnesia. I don't remember that. I she was better than everybody fair, else. And... But okay, it's a, yeah, fair, I do, I, it's a yeah. fair critique. It's a fair critique. She does like kind of feel like she's better than everyone else. So I, I didn't think it was like a wrong thing you said. I'm just wondering how you're feeling now. Yeah, I'd say at, by the end of the season, I don't hate Heather. I think that she's housewives camp and she's sort of like a Luann almost. Um, it's like maybe she does think she's better than everybody. I also mm -hmm. feel, though, like after watching this whole season and, you know, I have told you all week after week, I love Emily. But I think Emily and Gina are both like beating a dead horse because they don't stop with Heather. They're like, she thinks she's better than everyone and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think you guys are just projecting that. Like, I think y'all don't y'all are like insecure about her wealth compared to yours. She she has an elegance about her that no one else on the cast has. Preach, and Heather preach, preach. So I just feel like she is going to come off like she's fancy pants. Right. So I feel like she is going to come off as snooty without meaning to be snooty. And it's like they can't handle it. And even when she means well, they're like, wow, she said that so condescendingly because they're just insecure. I really do think that they're being very unfair to Heather. So there was a season in the past, actually, where um, it was a kind of a little bit of a similar vibe where they had issues with Heather throughout the season. And at the reunion, they brought up that she seems condescending when she talks to them. And she was like, I think it's because I talk slowly and I enunciate and, and it might sometimes seem like I'm talking down, but I'm just trying to explain something. And then finally, at the end of all of it, Tamara kind of broke down and she was like, we're just annoyed because you're right all the time. And so we were just, that's mostly it. Like, so I can't even be really mad at you. And they kind of had that moment where I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Like she really did admit that. And I think that's just a continuation going on now, but they're unwilling to admit it though. I do think there was definitely a shift after the Gina had their lunch. You can tell that Gina feels a little bit differently and there must've been a, there a more of a shift too, because on social media, you can see that Jen and Gina have been showing a little bit more support for Heather and they're on the same couch with her. So obviously something's a little bit different. Well, and um, we see after the reunion taped Heather and Tamara and Shannon, maybe all got lunch together or dinner together so they end, obviously, it'll end well. But even just watching this all go back and seeing Heather talk shit about Tamara and her confessionals and vice versa with Tamara talking shit about Heather, I'm like, wow, they are really just going at it. Like, And Heather just kept on saying, Tamara's a liar. And then Tamara's in her confessional saying, Heather's a liar. Look at the way she's talking to those girls right now. Like, she's so angry. And I'm like, I don't know how they forge a path because they've just talked so much shit. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was, they're they're really coming up with some stuff because Heather, um, there was a confessional with Shannon and also with Tamara where they were saying, we're just not going to let Heather be come between our friendship. Um, it's too important and this and that. And I'm like, I'm racking my brain trying to figure out when Heather tried to come between your friendship. Like, what are you talking about? I, yeah, this whole time I take, I watched the finale this morning, um, because I'm traveling for work. So I don't have access to like a DVR and I wanted to watch Survivor premiere with Maddie last night. So I kind of missed OC as a result of that. And side note, guys, for those of you who support the Patreon, thank you. We're going to bring some new episodes soon, including a Survivor one. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, I watched this morning and I texted the group chat and said, Gina is just trying to have a storyline so hard and mm-hmm. she doesn't ha- she doesn't have one. And so her storyline is I've been a good friend to Heather and she just doesn't appreciate me. And she views me as beneath her and all these things. And every, like, I loved Heather's like clap back to her at the lunch or whatever, where she was like, how come all it takes is Tamara accusing me of something Mm -hmm. for you to immediately believe it. And Gina being like, well, you would understand, right? Why I would want to get an explanation from that. And it's like, no, but like, you would also understand that if you're, if you've been such a good friend and if you, if you value her friendship, the way you claim you do at the start of every conversation, by the way, I value your friendship, Heather, every fucking time they talk. And then she's like, (laughs) Heather, what do you mean? Like, as soon as she hears like uh slander in her name and it wasn't even like, maybe it was true, but it, it seems like it wasn't true. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tamara said that Heather said something and Gina believed it immediately. And then Heather plays an actual podcast recording where Tamara said something and she's like, still not that mad. I mean, the brainwashing is really real because in a scene at the beginning of the episode, Tamara was saying, well, if Heather thought that I said that, then why wouldn't she come to me and and talk to me about it? Why would she go to you and tell you what I said? And Gina was like, exactly. And then later, like a few minutes later in the episode, uh, Heather played the recording, which is a podcast recording that anyone can listen to, by the way. And Gina was like, if Heather had this information, why wouldn't she run to me immediately and tell me like the hypocrisy is so glaring. I'm sick of it. It's hard to watch. And as someone who likes Tamara and likes Heather for the show, it's, I almost wish if they come back with this exact same cast next season, Tamara goes after these girls. Like I want Tamara versus Emily and versus Gina. And I want them to be like, well, you were right, Heather. And be like, and Heather be on team Tamara. And I just, oh, I want that to I, happen. Okay. So I am, ho- I hope to God it's not the exact same cast next <laughs> season. I think Jennifer Pedranti has earned herself uh, an orange for a second season, even though the biggest criticism of her is that everything revolves around Ryan, her, her. That's uh, not husband. her fault. It's just, but it's not- I mean, look, like, honestly, Andy has let has signed someone's contract for another season for much less. I mean, even the fact that Angie K got upgraded to from friend of yeah. to full time. I think like Jennifer has definitely done enough. Like if Mia has continued to be signed back up year and year and year, <laughs> I feel like Jennifer Pedranti. Like I think Bravo knows they're sitting on a gold mine as soon as that relationship blows up, and they mm-hmm. and they, they she needs to be on the cast for that to happen. I also feel like even though I, I'm really disappointed in Taylor Armstrong's performance this season, and I know I don't like to reward bad behavior, um, but at the same time, I think if we could just let Gina go and give Taylor one season with an Full orange, time. give her one and see what happens, just see, and then maybe one more person because otherwise it might not be enough drama, um, I think it could be it could have potential. Annie's shaking her head. No, I so okay, here's my theory about Taylor. I feel that they kept her on for the right amount of time and that when she left, it was the time for her to leave. I I love seeing her as a friend of, loved her on girl trips. Like that's totally fine, but I don't think that she is ever going to be able to give what she gave when she was full-time before. Most of her iconic moments, if you will, they were all out of hysteria 
um, because she was going through stuff in her personal life and she was not good at communicating. And so she was really just kind of having meltdowns on screen um, for the most part. And so I kind of feel like when she's happy and in a good place, she's just not going to bring that. She was never calculated. She was never conniving. She was never like strategic. Um, her iconic moments came from like her just inner feelings, just kind of exploding. And I just, I think that you can't, um, recreate that. And I will, I give you that because even on ultimate girls trip Two, I felt like she didn't, she was just like the friend of, um, so many, uh, so many people really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, part of me does want to give her the orange just to see, but like, again, I don't want to reward bad behavior. I mean, I don't know if I can go any longer on this pod, not mentioning Shannon's new business venture, um, the at home colonic that she's doing with her doc, her doctor. I'm going to put in quotes. Mm-hmm. What is happening, Shannon? And why did Jen, poor Jen hasn't even been a housewife for a year yet. Mm-hmm. volunteered to do the at-home colonic i'm like jen they're not paying you enough to do this like what's well, happening if she doesn't get a second season after that that would be criminal <laughs> i think that that alone this this bitch deserves a second season <laughs> like do we think at like at BravoCon they have this area where they're like they promote stuff that has been on bravo like lover boy sells you know <laughs> Do you think they're going to have the at-home colonic? Like, are we going to be able to get that at BravoCon? I would love that. <laughs> Shannon's just, like, signing the at-home colonics. Like, yeah. now I'm, like, curious to be, like, does it work? And I almost want to buy it. Is it more expensive? Do they have regular at-home colonics? Is it the first of its kind? It Is sounds it- like you're her target audience, you know? <laughs> I think Reed's more the target audience than I am. I didn't even know what a colonic was until... um the Real Housewives of New Jersey season reunion when Delo- when uh, Dolores is like, I come on it. My mom is a nurse and she was here and she said, it's just an enema. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, I've yeah. ne- I don't know what that is. Um, never heard okay. of it. Um, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, you haven't lived. <laughs> that was just a joke, guys. I'm a gamer. I know. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also like feel like the coffee enema thing. I kind of want to try it like one time. I know it's like not good for you, but like. Come on. Uh, yeah. You, know, you gotta try something. I, gotta try. I watched like a true life or there was some addiction show where it was like they were addicted to coffee. Coffee animas. And it was were like they skinny. They were super. It was a it was a husband and wife and they they like do them for each other. They did them five times per day. Mm-hmm. And like their doctor was like, you're like, this is so bad for you. And they're like, I can't, it, it feels so good. It's like, yeah, you're shooting caffeine through the blood vessels in your asshole. Of course, it feels great. You know what's um, not? <laughs> I'll see us enema. <laughs> now that is the future. Yeah, that is the future. Um, yeah. So overall, thoughts on this season of OC? I, the reunion trailer. We not. We're not even going to bother playing it. It really yeah. wasn't that interesting. Yeah. But to my point, I think I said it in the group chat. This entire season, I think this has been a great season of OC. I think it's a true. Oh. It's coming back to form. But I do believe that, like their intro trailer to the season and their mid-season trailer and now the reunion trailer all were kind of eh. even mm-hmm. their mid-season trailer were like uh is that it and i think they're doing it on purpose i think they don't want to hype it up too much because then we're still enjoying it like i enjoyed the season so much and i didn't really care for the trailer to begin with but it ended up being a great season so i think the reunion will be great it's only part two parts which thank god like there's no reason to make it three parts so good for I do- them good for them good for yeah. them in atlanta for knowing that we don't need to sit around for three reunion episodes yeah yeah i think my 
main takeaway, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again, and this is why they just can't do this next season, is that taking down Heather, it's not the right call because they all obviously thought they were really doing something and, you know, throughout the whole season and they don't realize what they're going to walk into, you know, when it gets to that part of the reunion, when Andy starts reading out, you know, the, the viewers questions and whatever, and it's going to be all a bunch of shit like us saying that, like, it didn't work. We feel more on Heather's side than ever. Like, just don't try this again. She's, she's too sensical. She's not going to let you break her down. Even if she is breaking down, like she just makes too much sense. You can't go toe to toe with her. If you're not going to come with like real receipts. And there was something she said in her confessional in this finale episode where she was like, I get it, Tamara, you want to be top dog. I don't need to be. And I think breaking the fourth that I think that was a little bit of breaking the fourth wall. I think basically totally. what she what she was saying there was everyone is going after me this season because Tamara's back and she wants to be the number one bitch again. And I feel like Tamara knows, okay, they brought me back for a reason. They brought me back because they know how crazy I can get. And who am I going to get crazy at? The bit, the top dog without me here, Heather mm-hmm. Dubrow. And mm-hmm. I think that like, that's literally all this is. And Tamara has a very like alpha personality and all these betas, mm-hmm. Gina Casita, Emily, love you, but you're definitely a beta. All these betas just fall in line. They fall in line to Tamara. Carrie said that. Yeah. It's just like, it's, yeah. So, I mean, we, I don't want to lose Heather. Obviously, I love that we've got Shannon, Heather, and Tamara on this cast. If Heather wants to hop over to Beverly Hills, I would allow that. But I, and without knowing too much about the OC cast, because I haven't seen it much of it at all, we got to get somebody like, that's also that got that like that long credential like we need that uh yeah OG, if you will on mm-hmm. there. yeah i agree any yeah. last thoughts there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall like you mentioned with um with uh her saying well she came back into the friend group like friend group is code for cast right and she's like when the popular girl came back into the friend group and then they wanted to hang out with her it's like it's very much like yeah the og of the oc kind of thing they came mm-hmm. back you know, I mean, I felt like there you could read between the lines. Doesn't take a lot to understand like what what Heather was saying. She she has a really good grasp on what's going on here, and so do we. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, let's get into a quick recap of the Real Housewives of New York City. look at you I sh- listen I never talked to you like that I never treated you like that something. I never called you let me t- can I'm we don't understand why I feel this way why can you not hear that you all have front row seats to this show did you <laughs> like where's my phone wait and that was I want you I want you to stay here for a moment I'm coming back One please second. come back <laughs> this is so much fun Bryn yes my love where's my phone I'll find it I'll find it uh, was in the purse? Eh? Go tinkle. I think it's in the car. She never loses her phone. She never lets it out of her sight. Yet somehow, in the middle of our conversation, she does not have her phone. I mean... Guess what? I don't know where my phone is. What if someone's playing a prank on you? Nobody will. After I react like that to you, nobody... I have to report to my family where I am. Uba, what every you morning, your phone? I would every never night. keep your phone all night. But you say that to me. You think I was trying to prank you to hurt you? Amore, 
Let's not talk right now because I want to show you something. I don't want to wait here all day. I want to Okay, you don't have to then. We can do later. Like, what do you need your phone for? No, but we can do later. We can have a conversation. Listen, do not pressure me. Either I want to finish this. Later. It doesn't matter. We'll I don't want to talk later. I want to okay, move on. Okay, how about we're done? I'll say it. This did not, This whole phone sun, sunglasses drama did not need to last the whole episode or even bleed into more than one episode. And I love, I love, I, I really do love the Roni reboot. And like, you know, we're super excited to get to see Brent and stuff. But like this cast trip, I felt like they know they knew that they needed to turn up for the cast trip and nothing else was happening. And so Uba decided to like go Uba hot on everybody. But it's like there had to have been something else that could have happened, guys. This was not it for me. <laughs> Yeah, not only did Uba not need to prolong it, but it it makes you worry a little bit that, like, the show needed to prolong it. Like, I would rather you just be able to glaze over this and just know that we're going to get bored with it and move on to something else. So the fact that that, like, literally was the only drama they had to focus on for the the last part of this trip, it was, yeah, very filler episode. Uh, Yeah. I just have to say, Uber said something in the very beginning that like I put in my notes just because I loved that she said it. She said, I'm so sick and tired of people not thinking about single girls because like <laughs> she didn't have her phone. And I was like, you know what, Uba, preach. Like, I am so sick and tired of people not thinking about us. But I'm like, it's it was just so dramatic. Like, you yeah. don't have your phone for a few hours and no one's tired, sick and tired. Minutes. And then she <laughs> lost it for 45 minutes the next day, right? So it's like... Yeah. Same lost amount of time it for missing. like five hours, I think. And you weren't upset this time around, and your family wasn't asking. I get that you have to check in with your family, but I have a feeling no one was like, Where's Uba? Why isn't she texted? I just don't think that is the case. <laughs> and she lost her phone and left it in the car again. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Say that you like care so much about your phone and you need to have it with you at all times and you feel naked without it, but you've literally lost it multiple times that we've seen. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. But I and did I think that, oh, go on. I was going to just say, and I don't know if it's popular opinion or unpopular opinion, but with Uber going so hard at Aaron, it made me on team Aaron. Yes. And I don't know if that's popular or not, but I totally, I see Aaron's side of it. Like she literally wanted it to be a prank and she kept saying, I thought it was a prank. Obviously it's not, but like, let's move on. And mm-hmm. I fe- it made me feel bad for Aaron. Like she was just like so upset about it, the way Uber was coming at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it it goes back to the Heather thing we were saying. If you go really, really hard on someone that doesn't deserve it, you're going to have the audience then side with them because we just feel bad. Sigh. It takes a lot for me to like Sigh these days. And she was the (laughs) voice of reason during all this. Like literally, you know, complainer in chief over here was like, guys, this is like, can we like have fun? Like, can we just have fun? Um, you know, that's saying something when Sai is the one begging for us to just have fun. Right. Yes. Um, and then yes. the other thought I wanted to share was that Jenna Lyons is not long for this world, or at least for this show. Um, she's way, way too rational and too, uh-huh. and too, uh, conflict averse to be on this show. The way that she's just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's the point, Yolanda. And I, <laughs> like, she's not, she doesn't, she just doesn't want to engage and you can't like, you can't, not everybody can be Meredith Marks. Not everybody can disengage, you know? That I, I, that was my main concern when they announced this cast. I said, 
Jenna Lyons fashion icon, I don't see her getting messy like that. I feel like it's for like the, the name, the fashion, the opulence, the iconography, um, for sure. And I was, I was worried if she was going to be able to bring it. That's not a read because we're just saying you're very sensible, but you know, it's, it's something to think about for the future. Um, you know, I thought it was funny when Uba said that she got the sunglasses from Canal Street. If you live in New York, yes. you know, that's when you walk on the street and that's everyone's on the blankets just uh selling fake shit for like $12. So that was a very hard read. I thought that was hilarious, but um I have to kind of combat the Jenna Lyons just a little bit. I do think right as of right now, she's not getting the conflict. She's a little bit too rational. But we almost saw this a little bit with Carol Radswell. Carol was the voice of reason. You know, Carol was always the level-headed one. And after four seasons, we kind of got to see a little bit of housewife Carol. Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. it'll come in time. Maybe these women will drive her up a wall and she'll go crazy. That's a good point. And like I said before, always want at least a second season. I don't even think that we want her to not be there. But I, you know, yeah, you always need that. It's okay. As as long as there's enough other stuff going on, you can have that voice of reason. And she is still kooky. So it's entertaining. I just have to say that as far as casting goes, yes, give them all a second season. Let's see what happens. But to your point, Annie, um, the fact that they had to drag on the sunglasses gate thing and the phone gate thing for like for almost three episodes of the cast trip. And it's a short season already because it's the first season of this reboot. Like, How are they going to manufacture 18 to 22 episodes next season? Like we need more things going on and that's why i think one new girl that could shake the table could change everything just like how small tweaks to salt lake have just got it it's like moving like a like a well-oiled machine now i think that we really could have something special on our hands and i know this is a very divisive opinion but there's a lot of rumblings on the internet the internet that um leah could be like returning and i know there's really strong feelings like don't mix old roni with new but leah actually is like in the age range and she's a bitch so i just think it would be really funny to have (laughs) her on and like she would probably be a bitch to sigh and it would be kind of fun to watch them go back and forth Mm -hmm. i think if anyone comes onto this cast it should be leah or tinsley or something i don't want a familiar Yeah, I don't I don't think it's time for a new new. I want to let this cast settle in and let's see their friendships develop. I don't want to throw anyone like super new into it yet. Um, I I will say I think I'm gonna make like a little gif or something. So stay tuned for that on the um on the Instagram. But I there's a there's a part where Sai makes this face when she's so fucking annoyed with the phone thing. Like I'm gonna cut it, I'm gonna post it because it was just I feel like it was all of us. She was just like, not this again. Everyone, everyone. I I do have to mention before we like, because there wasn't anything really else that happened. The one thing is though, Jessel's notes. Yes. I think that will maybe bring, that's a real drama. And I can see that happening next episode. Like she has notes on all these women. Every time they wronged her, she has made a note in her phone list. And I'm like, that is housewives. And I, I needed book. to bring it to the reunion. I need it in a binder. Yeah. A lot Monique. A page and- from Monique Samuel. Yes handbook and um we love that but she did she made it digital she's like i don't need to pr- waste trees <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, if jessel's anything like me and she's viewing this as her job which it is filming this show as her job i would be i was wondering to myself she's taking these notes so that when 
an episode is feeling a little slow, she can go back to it and be like, well, you know what I'm mad about. <laughs> it's kind of like, smart. it's kind of like us on this podcast when it starts, when there's like a little bit of a pause. And then I see one of you look down at your notes and go, oh, and my ass doesn't ever take notes. I'm way too distracted to do that. Um, She's just being a good student. Was this the yeah. last, ep- wait, we, do we have a finale like on Sunday or something before the reunion starts? I don't think that there's re- blah, 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 blah. I don't know if the reunions, I don't think the reunions next week because they haven't promoted it at all. And we haven't got a they trailer. So Jenna Lyons is like, they just tweeted Jenna Lyons' reunion look. So I think well, obviously really? that wasn't the finale because they usually get- don't end on a cast trip. There's like, yeah. like, well, there uh, OC, the they came back from Mexico and they had this last episode. I bet you yeah. Sunday is their last episode. Yeah, okay. it looks like it's well, it's titled Well Healed. I think that is the last yeah, episode. Yeah, they're done. It's it's a wrap. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll definitely talk about it. And any last thoughts, guys, on Roni? Um, I guess I just made one note that I thought um, Bryn said that made a lot of sense when she was talking to Uba. And I think a lot of people did not want to say anything to her because you could just tell she was spiraling. But Bryn did say, like, don't get mad at me. But she was like, you're 97% of the time right but you lose it with the way you deliver the message. And Period. I feel like that was really good advice. And I think Uba took it to heart. So, you know. I think, yeah, everyone can take that advice. Not even just housewives, like anyone in their arguments. The minute you get loud, it just, it almost ruins your side of it. Like nobody cares what you have to say anymore. Yeah. yeah the best way to win an argument is to stay calm. I think that's how Heather Debro like wins a lot. Wins always. Yeah. That's how, that's how Lisa Reno won her epic duo with Denise Richards. Oof. You're so angry. With that, guys, this has been a jam-packed episode of It's About Bravo. Thank you so much for listening. We are so excited for where this little rinky-dink podcast can go. We have so much fun doing it, and it feels like we're about to have some really cool opportunities coming up. Mo, best of luck with everything. We'll have Zach back on eventually, and you'll continue to hear from Annie, Maddie, and myself. As schedules get hectic, as things get crazy, who knows who you're going to hear from each week. We're also going to have a rotating cast of characters on our Patreon. New episodes coming soon. We'll do a Big Brother recap again once Jury is done next week. We'll wait a couple episodes into Survivor before we dive into that. There are some other cool, exciting uh, topics that me and the co-hosts are all thinking about doing. So just stay tuned for that. Subscribe. All of that. Plus, following us on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram. All the things is on our link tree. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.